Namaste, this is Shakti. I'm a holistic healer and an intuitive coach. Namaste, I'm Mitesh, a communication and life coach. And we are the founders of Spiritual Alignment. We're excited to share our next episode of the Spiritual Alignment podcast, where we dive into everyday topics that are raw, real, and vulnerable. Our ultimate intention is to normalize everyday difficult experiences so that together we step into deeper alignment within ourselves and with each other. And today we are talking on the topic of unleashing the divine feminine. And I'm going to, without even saying anything else, give it to our expert feminine here, Shakti, to share a little bit about where this is all coming from. Thank you, Mitesh, for this introduction. And let me just ground myself with, in a lot more humility. I am no expert. I'm a student on this divine feminine path. And I am constantly learning new things. I'm constantly realizing my own uh, barriers and limitations that I have put on in my femininity and just committed to this path of finding, creating more empowerment in my feminine. So today is we're talking about unleashing the divine feminine. It is such a dream come true to be able to speak on this topic. So I have been doing this divine feminine work for the last several years. Uh, but what I did recently, just last week, I sat down and with just empty paper in, in my journal, and I asked for inner guidance. What do I need to speak about? What, what do I need to share with the world? And I was shown a vision, this grand vision where the divine feminine is this this like feminine aspect of feminine that is so glamorous, that is so hot, that is so attractive, that is full of, you know, erotic pleasure. Uh, the divine feminine is successful in all material ways. She's emotionally secure because she is so connected to her womb temple. She's so connected to her wisdom of her body. She is mentally neutral. She has this ability to come to a space of neutrality with her thoughts. And the beauty is that she follows the guidance of her spirit. She is simply flowing in the guidance of her spirit. She's abundant. She's not playing in these stories of lack, how she is not appreciated, how she does not have resource, support, money to make her dreams come true. And she's also free from the shackles of shame, smallness. She is out there, she is visible, and she's celebrated. And the biggest thing, she's in harmony with her own world. Everybody that is in her world, every interaction she has, it comes from this place of harmony because she has found the harmony within herself. So... My inner guidance showed me that, Shakti, this is not one episode. This topic is so vast, and this, this is not even one episode of a podcast. This is the work that is cut out for the world as we step into 
embracing our feminine nature, as we, as we start empowering the feminine force on the planet, um, this is the work cut out for us for the next decade or two, honestly. And um, I was shown that, you know, at least for this, in the realm of this podcast, it's going to be a four-part series starting from this episode where we talk about unleashing the divine feminine. We step into unleashing the intuitive feminine in the next episode, then going into unleashing the creative feminine, and then finally talking about unleashing the magnetic feminine. Because the divinity of the feminine is in her intuitive nature, is in her creative force, is in her, this magnetism of her heart, this beauty that she carries in her heart. And this is going to be a really epic series. And I am so excited to be able to talk on this topic. Wow. And I would love to hear even just from, you know, from a man's perspective of where this is all coming from, from, from you. And, you know, you got this download, which is pretty cool of, hey, this requires more than just one episode. And there's so many different aspects of it. Like you mentioned that, you know, you can't put a feminine, you can't put the feminine in a box or a container that there's just more to it than, than what you might have room for in, in one episode. So I'm, I'm glad to co-create this with you in just, not just for one episode today, but to be able to take this into a series. And I look forward to that. And uh, so where is the state of feminine right now? What is this? Uh, you talked about the vision of, you know, where the feminine can can be and giving us that vision. And that's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. And the feminine is, is rising in so many ways. So where are we now? And love to hear just why... Where are we in this place right now that, that we need to look at this? Yeah, great questions, Matash. The feminine is rising. And for it to, for her to rise in her fullness, we need to understand where is she rising from? What is our baseline? Where are we starting out? So before I share with you what is happening in the world, what I would love for you to do is to take a moment to close your eyes and really observe our current world from the perspective of feminine, from the perspective of feminine. And when I say feminine, I don't mean a gender. I don't mean, you know, specifically, I'm not referring to only women. I'm actually referring to this feminine power, this feminine aspect that is offered that is in men and women both. So take a moment, close your eyes, and just look at these different systems in our world, current reality of the world. And you may notice, you look at the school system, you look at the corporate system, medical system, uh, you, you can look at just in so many different ways, and what you may notice is that a lot of these systems are pretty old systems, and they haven't really caught up to the times we are in right now. So you go into this corporate uh, area where the organizations are created, and a lot of the message that keeps echoing in these organizations for women is like, hustle like a man, 
keep your roles, responsibility, your identity aside, whether you are a mother or caregiver of your family, you don't talk about that. You simply show up as an employee who we don't need to know all that is happening in your life. Then we'll also hear a lot about keep your emotions aside from all decisions, interactions, be so practical. And in that pursuit, we have become very transactional and aloof in our interactions. We connect with people in our workplaces when we need something from them. And when we don't, nothing. We have, we don't even know how people feel, people who sit right next to us uh, at our workplace. We are asked to take decisions, make all decisions based on data, based on past performance, based on what has happened in the history. And really, we have not had any space for our intuition to come forward in and assist in that decision-making process. Most corporations really perform with one goal, which is expand the shareholder equity. You know, you look at all these public companies, there's only one goal, expand the money, give me ROI, expand the uh, shareholder equity. And what does that do is that that creates this level of competitiveness, performance in generating revenue, generating money, profitability so much that really there's no space for morality. What is the right thing to do? There's no space for expanding on common good common good everybody's gotta win right that's when really an organization wins when everybody wins that's when teams win because it's done together right and there's really no emphasis on creating legacy on earth really leaving the earth a better place for you know these newer generations and then what about the clients and the customers? It's just one transactional relationship where they make a purchase and then they're long forgotten. Where is that true sense of service, true sense of selfless service in really solving a need, in really supporting our clients, our customers to really feel their best? So you have all of this. And then on top of that, what really contributes, what really is a result of all of this is this gender pay gap in the organizations. Women earn only 82 cents for every $1 men earn. And this boggles my mind, honestly. It, you know, why does that, this, why does this happen? Well, maybe women don't have the right level of support. Maybe they don't have the right level of acceptance to be themselves. And maybe there's something we need to rethink. Maybe we need to take a fresh look at are the, are the women, are the feminine, is the feminine receiving the right level of support to succeed? And should the success metrics be the same? Well, these are the questions we need to find answer for. Now, on top of this, if you look at this gender pay gap statistic and you look, you break it down by race, <laughs> the difference widens even more so that 82 cents becomes 75 cents for a dollar which is you know which is really shocking in a way and then you look at how many women are that in the top executive positions women hold only 23 percent of executive positions in the u.s 
which is also another shocker. Well, then you look at the medical field, uh, you look at healthcare programs and all the insurance, how insurance is set up, and not always these healthcare programs serve the true needs of people. I mean, you look at where, I mean, I'm a holistic healer, Mitesh, so I am going to selfishly talk about my category here, and you see that holistic service providers are not even included in insurance networks. Um, where are the midwives and doulas? It is so painful to find the right holistic care, you know, and the whole system makes it so hard for these gifted healers to step forward to offer care. And, you know, you have to remember women are naturally caregivers. Women are naturally nurturers. They are natural healers. And when we cut these qualities of women and and have them go in the grind of certification and complying to these standards, we lose our intuitive ability to offer support and healing to people. And now we have all these laws on top of everything that's going on. We have all these laws that limit women's choices and power. So there is a lot of suppression, Matesh, a lot of programming that has disconnected us from the feminine virtues of fulfillment, really solving for fulfillment, satisfaction, really aligning to that inner joy, aligning to the heart. Um, our emotional quotient as a society has gone just pretty stagnant. And the connection that we feel from others, the really genuine cares that we feel with others has gone down. Suicides are rising up. And we're at a stage where, where the feminine has to rise because we have lost our balance in so many ways in our society. Thank you, Shakti. And I, I never made that connection until today when you spoke about it of how the organizations, companies that just have such a, a masculine uh, element to it where it almost doesn't allow for these feminine qualities to come out. And, and not even just having you know, women leaders, but, but having even men have to show these qualities of compassion, of, of empathy, of uh, seeing the good of everybody, to, to kind of take care of their organization and as well as their clients and, and really stepping into that, that realm. And, and so I, I want to get a sense from you, and you talked about so many things and there's a lot to unpack there, but you know, when you have a, let's say if you have a, a, women, a, a woman leader within an organization and she brings this embodied divine feminine in that organization, or let's say even, even a, a man brought a bit, a bit of that, that divine, divine feminine, feminine in, in his aspect, how would you see a, a, the world change or you know, even just the way that we do business or the way that we relate to each other change and, and really how these leaders step in and what's the, what do you think that would, would make this world to be or how would that look like? Yeah, great question, uh, Matesh. I have spent over a decade in the corporate world 
and I have seen a lot. <laughs> Sadly, I have seen, you know, leaders, women leaders, and I have seen men leaders who had these feminine qualities actually being absolutely not recognized for their qualities. I have actually seen the opposite happen where people were not given promotions because they were too nice. As sad as this is to actually for me to really admit this on this public forum, I have seen people punished for being too soft, for being too much of uh, too nice people. Literally, these, these were the words I have heard in management meetings when promotions were being evaluated, people were being evaluated for promotions. Now, that is what exists today or what existed in the, in the last few years. But where I do see happening, where I do see things go, people going, I think this is going to require a more of a broader change in how we operate in organization. But what is also possible on the other end of it, which is somehow there is enough acceptance for being a nice person or people are actually rewarded to be a nice person nice people people are employees are being actually promoted because they have really good relationship they have established trust with other people they have created teams that perform really highly that that is very high growth teams that are very productive teams and not because of the money they're paid, but because they just feel good. Their natural joy is in winning for the team. Because when the team wins, they know they win. Because when the team wins, they know exactly how, what they get in return. When their natural talents are aligned with the right jobs, when the work is not this demand from the outside that they have to sacrifice every ounce of energy in their body to do stuff that is not easy, that requires effort. But on the flip side, it's so fun to work on that the work doesn't feel like work that the work feels like breeze and they feel this natural excitement to step in to an organization, corporation, to contribute the best way they can to contribute when they know what their purpose is, when they know what they want to, how they want to be supported by the organization and they feel safe and putting it out there. Hey, this is where I'm going. Can you please support me? And in return, I am here to support you with all that I got. When these senior managers, instead of engaging in these petty cat dog fights, <laughs> we can all come together and really create this common goal, this really common goal for succeeding. And their employees don't have to spend all this extra time and energy creating all this, fueling all this politics, but they can actually feel like a big family, where family, where everybody is treated with love, and, and love, <laughs> love shouldn't be such a fluffy word. Love, sh love can be such a felt experience. That genuine care can be such a felt experience where everybody who we touch, who we interact with can feel that vibration, can feel the purity that I am not here showing up with my agenda. I am not here showing up with what I believe in is right. I'm showing up to hear you out.
I'm here. I am here. I am open. I'm available. I'm wanting to connect. I'm genuinely interested in learning about your perspective on how can we create more greatness together for ourselves individually, for our teams, for our entire corporation, and maybe even larger for the entire world. Wow, I really appreciate that. And Shakti, and it seems like when we are at that place that working would be a fun play, fun thing to do. This is an activity, like it doesn't, it won't feel like work. It'll feel like an environment which is, is just set up so that we all thrive. And having that, that leadership, uh, exhibiting those, those feminine qualities, really will, will take the workplace to the next level where it's not like, you know, this, this uh, image which most people have is like, you know, you go to work and you kind of, you know, stick it out for eight hours, nine hours, and then you uh, come back grumpy, have a beer or have a couple of beers and then just kind of, you know, uh, watch, TV. watch TV, have, have decompress, right? You need that time to, <laughs> to really unwind and, and then you're done and then you repeat it over again every single day and then Friday, uh, you you party because you have Saturday, Sunday to kind of like continue to de decompress. And then you ask these people, why do you go to work? Well, I got mortgage to pay. Am I, I mean, that's what's wrong in this whole picture. We're, we're working with an incentive of paying a mortgage that they don't even keep that money in their pocket. It goes to a bank or some other institution. So there's something missing in this picture. <laughs> yeah, I see that. And I, I see that this... This whole uh, system is is set up in a way that that doesn't allow for this joy to really come out. Doesn't allow for us to to experience the the other aspect of human existence. I mean, it's great to achieve. It's great to have you know some structure. It's great to have that. But uh, you know some of those masculine qualities. But without the, the feminine qualities, it, it, does, it feels incomplete. And so I think, you know, when you say this feminine is rising, that it, it would just create such a wonderful atmosphere, environment for all of us to, to just, you know, whether it's a, you're a business owner or whether you're an employee, whether you're contributing in some other way, it would just align so well for for everybody involved that there there is no other alternative in the sense that you have to kind of you know find another job and i mean you can find another job but but it's such a wonderful place to the experience that you have that you feel like it feels complete at that point so oh wow well, i mean i am looking at this and i'm thinking all right well this is where we are this is what you know, where we are right now, but why are we here? I mean, why, why doesn't this, why shouldn't we already be here where the feminine doesn't have to kind of rise or it, it, it's at equality, it's at par? Uh, what's, what's really this underlying cause of where we are now? Great question, Mitesh. And it's a question that I have contemplated a lot on as well. Um, if, you, if you kind of look at just how humans work, how our minds work. Our minds create a change by 
identifying a problem. We find solutions by identifying a problem. If we don't have a problem, forget about finding a solution. It's like the necessity is generates innovation, right? It's the same principle. When, when we, we, the goal here, the purpose here is to, the intention, the deeper intention, if you look at all of this energetically, where we're going is that really the world wants to respect feminine nature. And sometimes we need a deeper purpose. Sometimes we need that belly, in, uh, that fire in our belly. Sometimes we need that kick to find what is missing, to really drive that change. And that suppression for the last several centuries was necessary. It was so important for the feminine to be suppressed, for the were to lose its balance for us to come to a realization, wait a minute, there's something missing in this picture. So let's take a step back and consider for a moment, I mean, everything in the world exists in cycles. Moon has a cycle. Female body has a cycle. You know, we as humans have cycle and we all exist in cyclical nature. We all have the cyclical nature. Sun has a cycle, right? And similarly, Earth also has a cycle, this energetic cycle that really affects our mindset. It affects our emotions. It affects our thoughts. It affects our ability, our capacity to perceive things. It affects how much space we have to connect with our senses what information do we access from our senses so think of the cycle almost almost like starting from a point where men and equal men and women were at par we were equally divine we we both genders really understood the purpose that each one fulfilled, there was no competition. It was a very clean separation. And it was connection with that we had with the higher power. Everybody knew what their truth is. It, it was just people used to think and you know feel and move on. There was there was really no stagnation in that space. Everything was processed super fast. People live longer. And then from there, this like great descendant that started happening and we were brought to this point, I mean, on the opposite end of it, on the polarity of it, where we really lost that balance, where somehow these patriarchal structures were created, somehow the societal norms were created. Why? Because Feminine energy, if you feel into it, feminine energy is so wild, Nitesh. It's so unpredictable. You can control feminine energy. Feminine, when she is in her full form, she is a force. She is limitless. She rises to great. There's no ceiling. She just keeps on rising until she gets to what she needs to accomplish. And what started happening in the society on earth, we started fearing this energy. We started really, it was unpredictable. So people thought, well, we, we can use our minds to create structures so that we can have a little bit more predictability. We can have a little bit more control. We can know where she's going. We can really limit 
how far she can grow and and what happened is and you know this is pretty typical when we know when we don't know something we fear right we create fear and we try to control it's a very typical human mental response and that created this deep suppression of feminine and you know you look into look back at the history you see all this witch hunts taking place on the planet you see all these sati systems taking place you see how the rules were created everything was in question mitash you know from the time and this is like my lived experience i grew up in metro big cities and even then i i've gotten the best education on the planet pretty much and even then matash everything has been under a question mark or well, what clothes do women wear how much do they reveal about their body how much do they hide the more they hide the better the more they hide the more safe they are the more they hide the less judgment they get and just everything about we do even their emotions even their emotions well you're too emotional you're too sensitive you shouldn't think this way you should hide these parts of you and what has happened is there's this mass level suppression has been created and it it didn't happen for one continent one country one city it really happened worldwide and at this point even though these things happened these events took place you know many centuries ago but even to to this point mitash through the dna that we all share the dna that we have gotten from our ancestors we still are holding these energetic imprints in our body from that dna and deep down you can kind of gauge that you can talk to as many women as you want deep down women don't feel safe women don't feel safe to reveal these parts of themselves the they just try to hide themselves to really avoid any judgment any eyes on them any any level of visibility and it is such an uphill task to really be successful out there be in the world be successful be honored and respected for who we are when when all these parts of us are hidden so that is why we're here and you know i truly truly believe in the depths of my heart that even though this current state may looks may look a little gloomy i really feel like our baseline is shifting the f- the feminine is rising and the suppression really gave us a deeper pur- purpose a really clear map of where we are so that we can rise more and once women wake up to their power their magnetic power we are unstoppable we are limitless wow shakti that was an amazing and beautiful expression of of just feminine in in nature i mean this is something that you know you you just gave such a clear and uh with clarity with a level of just balance to have showing us like how why we are here and how we got here and and that there is all a good reason for it that there there you know we don't have to look back and and kind of blame others or point fingers but it's really that you know there's an evolution that you know we went through this cycle and now we're coming out of a cycle and you know stepping into a world that most of us don't even know what will be possible and and 
you've shared with us that this vision of what could be possible. And I want to know, you know, with that possibility of where we can go and, and having this feminine rise and how do we really bridge this gap? Because it feels like in this return, you know, kind of coming full circle back to this place of equality, that there's a lot of work to be done. And how do we, you know, even for all the listeners, I'm, I'm here as well. I'd like to know how can I help bridge the gap, and but how can our audience help to really bridge this gap that we are in right now? Yeah, great question, Matash. Thank you for asking this question because this really helps us hone in on this. And um, I will start by saying that what I've described so far is just a collective where we are, you know, on the map. Here, here you are uh, on the map. And rising from here is really not a collective thing. It is a collective thing, but it is way more an individual thing. This is how we can contribute. And I promise you the work is not not just what happens in courtrooms, in these women marches, and in, in these, you know, making these podcasts, the, the real work happens in every moment of our life. The real work is the mindset shift. It's really working with our mind. It's really freeing our body. It's really understanding, embracing, and owning the heck out of our emotions, these feminine emotions. And so if you are an individual woman or a man, and if you are feeling constantly exhausted, you're feeling trying to trying too hard to fit into the world, I want you to pause. If you're feeling overwhelmed from your emotions, you're, you're feeling a lot in your body, or you're feeling on the other end, you're feeling numbness in feeling anything. If you are feeling this disconnection from your nature, which is intimacy and pleasure. Sometimes people feel, experience these digestive issues in the lower belly. And lower belly is very important spot in the body. Lower bellies where the digestion happens, a lot of very important biological functions takes place. Lower belly is also the emotional center in the body, the center that holds a lot of the feminine power. So if, you, if you're experiencing any digestive issues, you're experiencing any pain in your lower back, in your hips, lower back, pelvis area, if you are experiencing fertility challenges, or on the other end of it, you're feeling not confident, you're feeling just, just again, exhausted, trying too hard to fit in, you're feeling like you don't belong in these systems placed around you, you're feeling underappreciated, unloved, uh, not feeling emotionally connected. And on top, of this, on top of all this, if you're feeling being mentally distracted or too busy, this is how the symptoms could show up. It is a good sign that there is need for us to engage in the individual feminine work. And that is really working with our mind, reminding our mind that you are equal and you are gifted. Um, you, are, you have these feminine gifts of intuition, creativity, your feelings as your superpower, your unpredictability is actually your strength. You are such a force not to forget 
that you are equal, you are divine, you are at par with anybody and anyone in the world. And some of these, these things are really reminding every day that you are perfect as a woman, as a feminine. You are perfect. There's nothing, absolutely nothing lacking in you. And you're, you have a very unique way of operating in the world. There's a very unique way your mind works. And you can depend on yourself for all your decisions. You have this permission, the space to make decisions from your heart. And there's no permission slip needed. There is no man's approval needed. There's no woman's validation needed. When you really start with this place of I am divine and what I need to do is has to come from me. As women, we also put a lot, a lot of other people in our life on a pedestal. And we kind of work around, like really send, make them the center of our universe. And we really design a life uh, from the place of pleasing others. So really remembering that, again, no one in the world holds more power than you. Having very clear boundaries, owning those boundaries, and just being very clear. I am here to commit to myself. I am here to to create a life, live a life where I feel fulfilled, I feel acknowledged, I feel appreciated by me. I am here to follow my highest excitement in life. And anything else is really a drain on your system. And if you look at it, you can you can really do a quick test, close your eyes and ask how in your day, what percentage of the activities you do in your everyday life that are for others versus for you. And is it a surprise that at the end of the day, we feel underappreciated, undervalued, and unloved? Well, not really, right? So who is responsible at the end of the day? Well, I am and you are. This is our life. Only one person is responsible. And the beauty is that the moment we step into that responsibility, we own that about ourselves. This is the moment everything can be shifted. This is the moment we can really be honest with ourselves and and drive a change home all right wow so that i feel is like this whole uh like shift this paradigm shift of where we need to go and and i mean i heard a couple things here and one of them was that you know right now we're operating a lot from our minds which is you know a tendency from the masculine side of things but to really step into your heart and to kind of find those answers and to find, you know, what's being, what you're being drawn to. And I feel like this is a, is a great place to, to pause for today, just because I know the next episode that's coming up is the <laughs> intuitive feminine and, you know, unleashing that. And I think that's going to, to really take even this a step further. And so, so certainly appreciating you, Shakti, and kind of leading us to this point and, and bringing us to this place of, you know, it's time to step into our heart. It's time to, to really, you know, allow this almost stepping from the mind, the mental aspect and, and the structures we create here to really that unbounded level of heart and the, the, the expansion that creates from there. So uh, I know you have a final thought here before we conclude. Yes, thank you, Mithash. 
as I said before, there's so much to say. This is such a big topic and I am I'm so excited and thrilled to bring forward the next few episodes because I feel like we really can we're barely scratching the surface. I think we're simply just setting the stage in this episode. And women are so powerful, Matesh, when we tap into our intuition, when we tap into this creative aspect of us, when we tap into the magnetism of us. And I can't wait to bring all that together and have another juicy conversation with you soon. And I really thank you for being such a patient listener and taking such an interest in hearing about all that you know, we had to say today. Absolutely. I think it's not only just a treat for me, but for everybody listening in as well. And uh, so I'd like to thank you, Shakti, first and foremost. I appreciate just this this insight and download that you've given us for, for something to chew on while we wait for the next episode. And uh, thank you to the audiences here to for you to tuning in to this podcast that we have, our Spiritual Alignment podcast. And that uh, we really trust that this this episode was useful to you and you know please share this with folks or family members that you feel can, can also resonate with this message and then also please share with us how today's topic resonated with you and how also we want to hear how, how you connect with the feminine inside of you uh, regardless if you're a man or a woman and so as we leave here do subscribe to our podcast, share it with your friends and family, like I said, and you know, check out our work at spiritualalignment.com. And better yet, join us on our Facebook group, our Spiritual Alignment Collective group on Facebook, so that we can connect with you individually as well as uh, as a collective. And so and until then, we wish you well, and we'll, we'll see you again. <laughs>